You're listening to the Bow Hunter Planet Podcast, your gateway to the wonderful world of archery. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bow Hunter Planet Podcast. I am your host tonight, Tim Mazarana, along with Dave Thomas, as always. And uh, we're excited. We we get the I think we talked to to shoot like a girl um, a little bit ago, but it, it's always great to, to get back in touch and and uh, kind of hear how things are going. Um, so from from shoot like a girl tonight, we have Karen and then Dub as well. And thank you so much for joining us, Karen. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a background about shoot like a girl? What your organization is all about? What your mission is and and what you're trying to do? Yeah, absolutely. So we are an event-based or a marketing company, um, but we have a mission that's a nonprofit mission, even though we're a for-profit business. So it gets a little confusing, uh, but we're like Bomba socks, you know, we give back um, and we introduce women and their families to the shooting sports for free. And we do that by selling advertising to our partners who then fund what we do so that we literally travel all across the United States in a semi-tractor trailer. I don't know if y'all have seen the new trailer, but it's sweet. Uh, but a semi-tractor trailer, it has a uh, simulator with a pistol, a rifle, and then we live fire archery. And then outside of the trailer, we hang a gun bar is what we call it. And we've got 38 firearms that are all deactivated and tethered to the trailer that people can literally go through one by one and compare the firearms that are out on the market. Um, we're super excited to do that. And then this year, we've had a huge focus on safety. Um, you know, so many people are buying firearms um, and we want them to understand what that means to be a safe response responsible gun owner. Uh, Dub is one of our team leads that's out there um, and she's traveling with the trailer a little bit more than me this year, which is kind of nice for me. Um, but I do miss the people <laughs> for sure. For sure. You know what, Karen, about that comment though, about the safety portion, I think it's interesting how many people actually really need that. Like I, maybe because I grew up with, with uh, guns, I don't think of it. You know, I, I just, I totally understand gun safety hundred percent. Like never once have I ever broken any gun safety rule mentally or, you know, or anything that would ever, but it is interesting to think how many people actually have no idea, like no idea. They, they have no idea. Is. I mean, and they, they don't know because they're, they're not stupid people. They're not ignorant. They just don't know what they don't know. And unfortunately the media has cut them cut the safety message really out of any presentation if you watch any movie with firearms in it you're going to see 100 safety violations in in the five minutes of the guns in the film right um and so people are thirsty for knowledge so when we're at an event we've seen more people at events this year where we used to range between 75 and 90 we're 120 to 150 people during a weekend now and they are just thirsty for that that information about safety. We have a discussion, it's pretty cool, about firearm safety with children. And we ask the kids, you know, they normally know what to do with the gun in their parents' home. They don't know what to do if we say, okay, now you're at your friend's house and your friend knows you like guns and you see the sniper rifle, your their dad just got it and they bring it to you. What do you do? And just watching that process of they don't know what to do outside of their own home. And so we're really thrilled to be able to take that safety message across the country and and at a grassroots level really start empowering people with that information there's so many resources um and then 
uh, Dove is one of our firearms instructors, but, and we'll get to it, but I, I really want to talk to you guys about taking her hunting for the first time. Cause I got to take her turkey hunting this year, which was pretty cool. Uh, and then she's a brand new bow hunter as well. So. Awesome. Yeah. That safety aspect is, is huge. I, I had the privilege of, uh, taking my oldest son to his hunter safety class. Um, he's 14 years old and, and we took him to his hunter safety classes just actually a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, it's all about hunter safety, hunter safety, hunter safety. And uh, it was a little bit um, scary to see, you know, some of the ways that people uh, misunderstand safety and how they were handling it and, and learning how to handle it. Um, so great to have those kind of classes. But those classes only teach you so much. And I'm glad that you talked about gun safety in the home because when you're talking about hunter safety, that's important, that's necessary. And a lot of the principles carry over into um, gun safety umbrella, but there's so many different aspects of gun safety. It's gun safety in your mm -hmm. own home. It's like you were saying, teaching your kids how to, how to treat guns and what to do in different scenarios, not just in that hunting setting. Um, so right. I, I'm glad that you're bringing that out and that's hugely important. So thank yeah. you. And, and I will say, so we're getting ready to launch a new campaign that's called our safe living campaign. And in that, we're going to really talk about all safety, including um, just general safety. So home safety, outdoor safety, everything. Um, and for your audience, you know, what's really important to right now as we're going into archery season across the country is that they start thinking about um, how they're getting in and out of their stands like and making sure that they use that lifeline and if they don't know how to use it to ask somebody for help because you know that instructions on that aren't necessarily intuitive you've got to figure it out if you're not a lineman you know you don't necessarily understand what that second lifeline is like when you hook yourself to your tree and um, we really want to focus on all aspects of safety just because our industry is so fragile right now i feel like we're at a fragile point um in how people view us, right? And how people look at us. And the more we can tell them that this is a safe activity that really anyone can do, the more people we're gonna get to join us doing it. And that's why we're gonna really, really drive those safety messages home. And, ha and having a healthy fear, I think is important. It's okay to have a healthy fear when it comes to firearms and you should, because as soon as you don't have a healthy fear, that's when you don't start thinking about the safety aspect of it. Cause it's as much as the, it's as much the action that you're taking as much as it is the mental state of how you're treating it. Right. You don't want to be complacent for sure. Absolutely. So Dub, Dub, very nice to meet you. I, we haven't had you on here before. Um, I kind of wanted to get your take on, on the different events that you're doing. It sounds like you're doing a lot of traveling. I'd love to hear some of the kind of the cool experiences that are going out in the field. The great thing about traveling with the trailer is meeting all the people. There's so many stories, uh, so many, uh, you know, people, they have a fear. Um, some people, you know, have never touched a firearm before. They come in, we go over those safety rules, we make them comfortable. Um, you know, we teach them how to rack a slide, you know, um, knowing the target and what's beyond. Um, really just focusing on those safety rules and just getting them um, involved, you know, getting that tip of the toe in the water to say, oh my gosh, I had so much fun. I want to do more. Uh, so then, you know, more training, more education um, and getting them started in the shooting sports. That's awesome. And tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get involved? 
Um, I have been with Shoelocker Grove for about five years now, and I'm currently the event operations manager and um, an instructor uh, on the trailer. Um, I got divorced. <laughs> I've always shot firearms, but uh, here I am divorced, single, and I have a gun and I just don't know what to do. You know, I don't know how to clear a malfunction or um, how to clean it. And so I found a, a local lady shooting group that helped me um, develop those skills. And um, some of them happened to be shoot like a girl girls. And so we just said, hey, come and join us and, and become part of that family. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think it's really important. I mean, we we do focus a lot in, in our industry on the man side, right? Everything is usually geared towards men. We, we, we have conversations with uh, like clothing companies and you know, there, there's, there's clothing companies that, that try to get in the industry that are just for women, because it is a very important part of our industry, um, to be quite honest with you. And I think some of the best experiences um, are hunting as a group. You know, we, we talk, do a lot of talking about man camp and hunt camp and all that kind of stuff. But some of my favorite experiences are being outside with my wife and, and enjoying the outdoors together and all that kind of stuff. And it's not just about that, obviously, not just about the relationship angle of it, but I, just trying to highlight the fact that, you know, women in, in the outdoors probably would um, do a better job of men being in the outdoors uh, I think across the board, because you guys are, it, it, by your nature, you you think a little bit deeper than what men think about. You try a little how bit harder you? than what How men dare do. you? I know, I'm like. <laughs> but it's true. How dare it's you? It's totally true. So, <laughs> it's so. Totally so I, I think it's absolutely amazing that, that like, you're bringing this out, because I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of fear, um, you know, out there of, of how do I get started? What do I do? And I think your your events that you put on are a huge step forward with that. Yeah. So we've done a lot of hunting events the last, uh, since we last spoke and it's been really phenomenal. So we've, um, this year, so far this year, we took 21 ladies turkey hunting and 20 birds harvested, which I'm so proud of. Um, but we do two things. So we do this great event with Bass Pro Shops and uh, Cabela's for their club program, where we actually host their um, event. So we go in, it's an all-female event, um, and we take, bring in mentors, and we mentor them um, and take them afield. But you're right, I'm pretty sure it's different than most men camps. Now, I've been hunting a lot with men, and men are men are great. I'm not going to say we hunt different or not, but we do, we do a lot of focus and a lot of self-reflection on being in that moment. And so I think men, you guys would take, you would enjoy this as well. And you may do it already. But for me, like if you're sitting in the blind first thing before the sun comes up, what's most important to me at that moment in time is to take a deep breath in. And we have all of our hunters do an exercise where we focus on sensories. So we start by saying, close your eyes and just feel everything you can feel, feel the wind, feel, feel yourself grounded in the, in the chair, whatever that is, just feel all the senses you can feel do that for a second. And then we tell them now, listen to everything you can hear. And it's amazing when you're out there and you concentrate just on what you can hear, like it just opens up. It's so amazing. Yeah. And then we have them um, open up their eyes and we do that whole thing and take that whole sense in because we're all so busy, right? We 
are women can do anything we want to do nowadays. We really can run our own business, but we still primarily take the kids to the doctor, the dog to the vet. We do all of those things. We're just running all the time. And to have that five minutes of grounded being really being, instead of being an observer of nature, being part of nature. And it just is such a great feeling. And I think men probably get that same sense. They just don't explain it the same way as women do. Um, but it's, to me, that's what hunting is about. It's about that experience of being part of nature and the harvest is always the bonus. And if you look at it that way, I mean, you, you guys know, like then, then no matter what, you've had a good event, whether you're successful or not successful. And those memories that some of my best memories are when I, it didn't work out, right? That I didn't harvest an animal. Those are some of your best memories. And we're just so fortunate to do that. We're getting ready to go pheasant hunting in a couple of weeks. Um, we've got 18 plus nine. So 27 women that will take um, pheasant hunting over eight days. Um, awesome. At what? Yeah, so cool. it's, it's really, it's really great. I'm trying to get some archery because I'd like to take some ladies out on their first archery hunts, but that's a little bit more difficult than a firearm because it takes a lot more practice to be proficient with, with that arrow um for sure yeah Donald, it's, it is a different hunt we we have that kind of conversation you know a lot and and I, you know that's that's also probably why a lot of states have a longer archery season than they do a gun season because right. the success ratio isn't as big you know i can go out 10 times during archery and have one shot because it's got to be within a you know a 60 yard shot for me to even want to think about shooting it but if I'm out there with gun, you know, I probably have more opportunities to, to harvest right. an animal type of deal. Yeah. Um, but I, I couldn't have said, you know, what, what you, what you just got done saying any better, because that, that is literally what got me hooked on hunting. It wasn't really the hunting aspect of it. And that was, it's an amazing part. The harvest, uh, being able to fill my freezer and, and, and self-sustain is, is hugely important. But what got me hooked was that peacefulness of being out in the woods. That is really what it is, um, and, you know, and, and in the stress of life to be able to just walk away for those moments, um, it, it, it is, it, it gets you hooked and it, and it brings a piece that uh, you really didn't know existed unless, unless you've done it before. So right. yep. very, very good. So try that exercise that I just did the next time you're in the field, try that exercise. And then the next time you're in back in real world and you get stressed out, close your eyes and remember all of those things and just see what it does to your whole entire demeanor will kind of be like, okay, this is all right. Like it, it really is a great exercise. I love it. I think I love, I, I love that. I love that idea. It's interesting you say it that way. Cause I I've never, thought of it that way but when i'm sitting there i actually do some of those things i actually close my eyes and just breathe because i feel like the sway of the tree the wind is just so like nice and the, the smell of the forest is just amazing i think it's interesting too that there's people in this world that have never experienced some of those oh. things and i just find it hard to believe like it's even like just like being in the forest at, at, at dawn like at, at, it's when the sun comes up at, at, you know when the light just crosses the hill or whatever it's like like it's cold it's kind of like quiet and it's just it's just amazing how far you can hear and like the smells the sounds the feeling and 
I think John Denver said it best in the song, um, rich man's never rich if he's never seen an eagle fly. And I, I would suggest that is a true statement. Cause like, if yeah. you haven't witnessed mother nature in its own and you're so busy and stuck in the grind of a city or whatever, I mean, that's just a terrible life. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care if you're a multi-billionaire, that's a terrible life to live. And if you have not experienced the great outdoors like that, I feel sorry for you. Honestly, it's, it's, uh, it's something that everybody should definitely do, but uh, I want to change the subject real quick. I want to jump in uh, to dub here with your gear. Tell us about your bow, what you're shooting and your experience so far in, in archery. Um, I am shooting a Hoyt spider and um, I absolutely am loving it. Uh, I went out for the first time in October, climbed that tree stand and sat there and watched the, the sun rise and I felt all those feelings. Um, just, it was beautiful and peaceful. Uh, I, as soon as the sun came up, we saw that first pig come out and, you know, it was my friend that took me out and kind of took me under her wing and said, we're going to do this together. And she had just gotten into bow hunting also. Um, she had been rifle hunting and, and, you know, her whole life, this was my first time ever to go out. And so we, um, she, I look at her and she's pointing at me and said, I don't have a shot. It's yours. And, um, so I drew back and let it fly and it was a perfect shot. Um, seeing that arrow drop to the ground, you know, behind it and it run, run off about 20 yards. Oh my gosh. It was, it was exhilarating. And, um, I'm telling you, I've never felt anything like that before. I was hooked at that second. I was like, this is, you know, the best thing, a great experience. Um, I might've did a little, you know, dance of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I hit it. Um, even though I had practiced and practiced and put in so many hours, um, you know, of making sure that I could make that perfect shot before I pulled it back. Um, and so it was an amazing experience and I've had the opportunity to go out again and again after that. Um, and it's just been, it's been amazing. That is awesome. You know, it's interesting you, you, when you say it like that, coming from a new perspective of a uh, first time archer it, it, for us, uh, for me specifically, I've experienced that a lot. I mean, I've been, I've really only been archery hunting since, um, 1996 or something, 95, but meaning That's that I didn't really, ago. I didn't, what I was trying to get to is I didn't mean, I don't really gun hunt. So generally I've been archery hunting the most, but this past year I got a little bit into pistols and trying to hunt a deer with a pistol. And, um, I actually didn't get one yet, but I felt that feeling again of that new feeling of excitement with learning how to shoot a pistol at distance, learning how to, when I hit, when I shot, uh, I bought one of those Ruger super red Hawks, uh, 10 millimeter. And when I shot that gun, I put a burst scope on it and I shot it and it was like, I don't know, Tim with a hundred yards, I was hitting the metal yeah. plate. It was just a really exciting feeling with this pistol in my hand to like do this, right? Like <laughs> this is new for me. So I'm like, wow, this is like kind of exciting. And I have never experienced this. And I, I've obviously experienced the archery side of it every year. So like to experience it from a different perspective of this pistol is a whole different level of new to me so I, I i guess i'm trying to compare what you felt to what i felt for this new feeling <laughs> and i remember sitting there last year during gun season and i had that pistol like on this holster across my chest because it's so big and this i didn't shoot it but this out of all the deer there's all these deer that come out this place i'm hunting this is called the 15 it's across from the 300 acres we we hunt 
uh, out of all the deer, huge does, all these decent bucks come out. And the only thing that comes out for me when I had this pistol is a button buck. And I'm like, I ain't shooting this button buck. There's no way I'm shooting this button buck. Now there's nothing wrong with that. If people want to shoot the button buck, but I, the problem is where I was sitting, it would go on other people's land. So during gun season. So I was like, this is not worth shooting this button buck to go on someone else's land, cause an issue. I could get shot. I'm not, it interested. wasn't worth it. Cause I was hunting with you too. And you know, I would, uh, I would have said something. Not that I care either, but I care when you do it. <laughs> well, no, but I, mean, I still honestly, get that archery feeling. I still get it. It's the best. No, but you said something really important there. Um, and it really is. I think it highlights that, you know, it's not a one size when you're out, when you're an outdoors person, each one of us has what we enjoy. Right. And we can enjoy multiple things, but there's also times where, you know, I have buddies that like, all they do is gun hunt. They've tried archery. They don't like it. Or I have other buddies that have tried gun and they don't like it. They just want to do archery. But I think that's where, where true like a girl is great because you guys are running the whole gambit right it's not just a single focus it's about being outdoors and being a sports person in general which is awesome thank you we, we think it's pretty awesome too yeah, yeah. so what have, what have you seen um or what's kind of a common thread of challenges for women to get into the shooting sports like is there a common theme of like I, I'm scared to do it because, or I've never tried it because type of deal. Well, so I, I believe that people don't do it for three reasons and it's all the same reason, different things, but fear. So they're afraid that they are going to get hurt or hurt someone they love. They're afraid that they're going to look silly trying something new and they're afraid that they can't. And that can't fear, I think, really is the driver. So a lot of times at the trailer, we're turning can't into can. Um, pulling a bow back, for instance. Um, you know, it's it's not it's not bow shop owners don't hate women, right? They love women. They want women to come into their store and buy their gear. However, there's such a small percentage of us yeah. that are actually purchasing bows all the time for them to carry that inventory mathematically business sense it doesn't make sense for them to have every single bow and a draw weight and length that would fit women and so the the options are kind of smaller but what we do at the trailer is give them a chance to shoot those name brand bows so we have Hoyt Matthews Bear and the Bass Pro Cabela's bow and they can shoot all of those bows and they can really come side by side compare and then go order it from whomever they're going to purchase their bow from and genius Love um, it. Thank you. And then, they, so, but once they overcome that can't, so we talk to them differently. So women, I tell women when they're trying to pull that bow back, it's almost like when you try to put sheets that you've shrunk and they're fitted sheets and you're trying to put them on your bed, you know, that fourth corner is a booger bear to get on. And that's what pulling a bow back is like to women. It's just an awkward task. It's not necessarily that physically demanding, but it's awkward to understand that push-pull relationship of drawing that bow back. And so we'll say things to them like, all right, if you have a pet, you're walking your dog and your dog's on the leash and the dog's about to run in front of a semi truck and you yank that leash back, that's the force that you've got to pull that bow back with. Um, we start them with their arm, their, their bow arm already straight so that they're not like trying to do this and use muscles that we don't really have. So we have a lot of techniques at the trailer that we teach women so that they 
if they thought they weren't strong enough to pull a bow back, they can. And our bows are all set at about 35 pounds. So they're 40 pound limbs turned down and they can pull those back with ease, with the rare exception of a few few ladies that don't have the physical strength to do it, or they are recovering from surgeries or something like that. But mostly 90, 98% can draw that bow back once we get them to understand what that mechanics looks like. Is it mostly a compound that you guys have there? Yeah, it's all compound. Sorry. We, what I would love to do, we shoot in a tin can. I see. I know I've been very nice. I've been, I've been eyeballing that. So this is the Hoyt. The they sent me this, this thing is, it's all, it's a machine riser. Yeah. Satori. It's a beautiful piece. Yeah. Cause we, yeah. They, they were, they were on the podcast and I said, to, uh, Evan, I said, I gotta get, you guys gotta send me one of these traditional bows. I, I didn't even know you guys still had traditional bows at Hoyt. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we got one Satori. And I'm like, he's like, I'll get it to you. So he said, I just it. saw, I just yeah. saw Evan, uh, at our, oh, I drug him down to the trailer. I brought my bow. I had brought my bow and I, I drug him down the trailer. I'm like, look, I, the people that set this up are really good, but I just want you to check it out for me. <laughs> so like I drug him down to the trailer and had him like review my personal bow. I got lessons on what half twist I needed and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But those guys um, don't mess around. Yeah, he's great. But no, we use, because we use a release and a D loop because we're shooting in very close proximity, we're really in control. So if we had a shooter that was collapsing, my instructor can take over and not let that arrow get flung off. We make sure like we we're physically touching the, their hands to make sure that they don't get their finger over that trigger and, and let that arrow go too soon. Um, because we don't want anybody to get hurt. The biggest way to get an, a woman to never shoot a bow again is to let her get that string slap her slap her arm, you know, in the yeah. first three, three arrows she flings. And we make sure that that doesn't happen. And we talk to them about that. That's another thing. People are afraid to tell people they might get hurt, but you might get hurt shooting a bow. This is the one way you can, and this is how you prevent it. And if you talk to them, well, two ways, don't knock the arrow. You're probably going to get hurt. And don't, don't let your arm um, get in the way of that string. And, you know, once we talk to them about that, they do pretty good. It was really yeah. cool. It's been cool for me. So I'm, I know you want to ask a question, but it's been so cool for me. That's why I asked for Deb to come on to watch her go from that first shot in the trailer to getting a bow to getting like going and shooting and shooting and shooting and then getting this like addicted to hunting thing all on her own. And I think it's pretty badass when a part of my language, when a woman will you know, say, all right, I want to go hunting today and just gets up and goes in the morning and, and does it. And I've been thrilled to watch her journey. It reminds me a lot of my own when I started archery hunting and I'm just, it's so cool to watch it all full circle and know that we've done that. So we've, we're up to over 29,000 women that have been through the program and all of that had had archery. That's and awesome. if you think that 46% of those 36 to 46% actually purchased a bow, so that's 29,000 divided by two, you know, it's, it's a lot of, that's a lot of ladies that we've been able to influence going out and starting this new addiction and, and getting out in the great outdoors. Well, that's awesome. Cause we all, we all need that. Um, you know, we need a tighter industry of hunters in general, uh, whether that's bow, gun, crossbow, um, you know, we kind of from time to time are getting attacked from all sides. So to have, you know, a, a, a 
organization like yourself educating women and getting them out there and really advocating for what it's all about. Um, and, and safety is a huge part of that. And once you see the safety part about that, I think a lot of your fears, you know, would typically go away as well. Um, but we talk about that a lot on our podcast about just the community in general. And that's something that's near and dear to our heart is, is new hunters bringing new hunters in. And uh, hopefully this shines a little bit of light on uh, the women that are watching this podcast to, to go out there and, and check you out. Now, if they, if they're interested in learning more, Karen, where can they go to learn more about shoot like a girl? So, well, we have a little goal. So I would really like them to go to our Instagram page and follow us on Instagram at, at SLGINC, the number two. So SLGINC, the number two. Um, we would love for everybody to go follow us there. And then they can link into our bio and get to our website from there. So we'd love them to go to our Instagram page. Um, we're trying to break an algorithm with Instagram. And <laughs> it's been not fun. Join the club. Um, we well you guys are doing way better than we are but we're gonna win so that's that's all i can tell instagram is we will win um we uh we we definitely will win um and then the other thing i think i would say is for your listeners they really need to ask the person that they think is least likely to want to go hunt so when they go into their office space or they go out with their friends Whichever one of those they think is least likely to want to go afield, ask them, because I bet they would go. Um, because when you start talking to these ladies, they, there's no way, and Dub can attest to that, we couldn't describe the people that come to the trailer. They are not one type of people. They're not one political affiliation. They're not one city girl, one urban girl, one country girl. They're, they're not the same person ever it's everybody. And so when you, we have in our mind that people that are like us want to do the same things, but I think that the people that aren't like us want to do it just as bad as we do. And so ask the people you think would least likely be like in your mind, whoever's least likely call them up and say, Hey, I'm going to the range today. It's going to be fun and safe. Would you like to go? Would you like to go shoot a bow? Um, you know, with, with, uh, with your traditional bows, the you don't have to worry so much about draw length weight though some of those i can't pull back but um <laughs> the, the weight you know so i i just think that's a great great idea i want to yeah. uh, share some with you guys real quick before we uh depart i got these uh i got an email from uh author named deb hamill i don't know if you guys ever heard of her um and she sent me these two books and uh we're gonna have her on the show soon but i thought it was very important for this conversation they are actually um daddy hunting stories for girls oh this i love it all about uh little girls and learning to shoot a bow this one here and then this one's about daddy's oh. hunting story and i haven't read them yet so i'm not gonna act like i've read them yet i just got them but it shows you can see some of the illustrations are a little a little girl with her dad shooting a bow I thought this would be perfect for you guys. You guys should definitely look into Deb and see if there's some, some way to have these at your trailer or whatever, because I feel like yeah. this is a this is right in line with what you guys are trying to promote, even starting at a younger age, right? right. So very cool. Totally awesome. Can I Thank you. say one thing? 
as a new hunter and new shooter is don't be afraid to ask either. You know, if if you are interested in getting more involved or going hunting or going to the range, just find someone you can, you know, your friends, ask people, don't be afraid to ask. Great, We're great here. point. And, uh, you know, that I think that is a, that is a big, big important part of it because, you know, I don't know how many times people come up to me and, and just start asking me questions and they, they've never hunted before. Right. And, uh, it's great to hear that kind of um, engagement from people because you don't know, I don't know who wants to hear it as much as I don't know who's going to come up and ask me. So that that's a great, great point. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for being on ladies. Appreciate it. Uh, I learned a lot today about uh, the organization, everything. And also, again, I think it's a super important topic. So I definitely please want to have you guys back on towards the end of the year and, and just kind of talk about how your seasons went and what you guys have seen, you know, during the fall this year, kind of like what changed, what didn't. So appreciate it. Uh, you can go to shoot like a girl.com. Uh, and there they have the links to everything. I was just checking Instagrams on there, uh, YouTube and all that stuff. So thank you guys so much. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And Hey, I just want to tell you guys, thanks for what you're doing as well. So, um, the classic series and all of the work that you're doing to promote hunting to everybody, um, and really talk about how inclusive it is. What you all are doing is Herculean effort and we just appreciate you and, and really appreciate the opportunity to be on. You guys have a Thank great you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Appreciate that. The Bowhunter Planet podcast would like to thank our outdoor partners for their support. It's because of these companies we can keep this show educating, entertaining, and growing the archery heritage.